Welcome to Food Freedom Radio, where we plant and nourish the seeds of change. I'm Laura Hedlund, a student of permaculture, a person who knows cheap food is not cheap, and someone who loves Halloween. And Sam's behind the uh, mic. Uh, you like Halloween? Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. It's it's a beautiful fall day. I love Halloween. And Food Freedom Radio is live today. Um, so we're live, We'd and we have a really sweet show for you, all things sugar. Um, love to have your calls. Uh, the call-in number is 952-946-6205, 952-946-6205. And uh, in studio with us are two experts with uh, different perspectives on sugar, Dr. Rachel Rapaz and Dr. Scott Chambach. Welcome to Food Freedom Radio. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Welcome. Thank you. So let's let's talk Halloween and sugar. I mean, people actually eat a lot of kids eat a lot of sugar this time of the year. What do you guys think about Halloween? Um, I'm a big fan of the creative aspect of of Halloween. I really like the opportunity to um, think about different costumes and and imagine different. Um, realities and and um i personally like working with my kids on costuming i'm not as much of a fan of the candy aspect of halloween yeah me too i mean i love the aspect of community and actually going to your neighbors and i remember that as a child is going up to someone's house this is my community and actually having this interaction but that it's also so centered on food that's not really good for us or our teeth, right? Not, not even close on our teeth. <laughs> not even close. It, it, in a pure dental perspective, which I know is not how anybody lives their life, but Halloween is not good. Okay. Why is Halloween not good? It's all about sugar. Sugar in, in the mouth is broken down and provides fuel for the bacteria that cause tooth decay. And those bacteria secrete an acid, and th- that acid literally eats holes in your teeth, and that's what our cavities. Yeah, so in the information they gave me, like, one cup of uh, pop, and this is from a Finnish study, increases tooth decay by, like, 30%. Yes. It, it's tremendous. And so if, if you have a, a night where you, you go out and you get a bag full of candy and you come back and you you go nuts for a couple nights and maybe your brushing and flossing is not fabulous, there's going to be damage from that. And also it's the association of the candy with the costuming, the excitement, the community um, that, that we really um, – we associate that so deeply, especially as kids. That also kind of sets up a, a, a bad trajectory. Yeah, and you know, if, if things can be done in moderation, everything's fine. I mean, if you want to go eat some candy for a night, but then, you, you know, you brush and you floss your teeth and you take care of it and you don't do it, you know, night after night after night, you know, things will be fine. It, it, it's just when you go, when you go nuts and you, you don't take care of things and don't maintain things, that's when bad things happen. But, you know, a, a, you know, a fun night every now and then, not the end of the world. Right. And I often see parents trying to, um, kind of struggling with how do you manage that massive amount of candy that has just been brought into your household and many households that's not, you know, it's not usually something they have at home. So then it's the question of do you have your kids get completely crazy on candy for a couple of days or do you spin it out over a long period of time? But some of the containers that these kids bring um, trick-or-treating, you know, I've seen kids with entire pillowcases of candy. If you're spacing that over weeks, then those kids are eating candy on a daily basis for weeks at a time. And that's a massive amount of sugar and a massive risk for tooth decay. Um, a lot of the candies that are really popular right now are um, sour versions of things. Those do even more damage, don't they? Yeah. Really? A- anything that, that that's highly acidic, that's chewy and especially sticky, th- those are the things that are among the worst because they get stuck in between your teeth. They're hard to get off. You can't get them off with just brushing. You you have to be you have to be flossing and you have to do a good job of flossing to get everything real clean. So imagine that, you know, you've got your you're holding your hand out and you spread your fingers apart and you smear peanut butter all the way around each finger, 360 degrees around each finger. Pull your fingers together. Now clean both sides of the, your hand that are exposed. That's brushing. Now spread your fingers apart, and you've got all kinds of stuff in between your teeth. That's what floss gets, and that's what only floss will get. 
So if you're not flossing and taking care of that, all that stuff sitting in there and the really sticky acidic stuff, um, that's what does the most damage. So we always ask about flossing at well child checks, which I do several times a day. It's really rare, even with us encouraging kids and parents to be doing flossing at least daily. Um, it's really rare for people to be consistent about flossing. It's just almost almost never do I get the answer, oh, yeah, we floss every day. Well, there's there's actually, I've heard a, a crisis. A lot of young people now are wearing dentures. They almost, I mean, there, there really can be a, a crisis in the tooth decay situation. Absolutely. Usually the ones that, that get to the point where they're wearing dentures, that, there's usually external influences involved. Frequently that that's involving meth um, mm-hmm. and and other things. But it it it's pretty significant neglect. If for a child or even someone in their in their twenties um, is at the point where they need dentures, that that that's a that's a big failure on society's part. Mm-hmm. So uh, now you have a solution for Halloween. You have a Halloween. Uh, we have a, we have the Halloween candy buyback. So we uh, this year we're doing it on November second at from nine a.m. to noon, and we're doing it at both my offices, so my Hopkins office and my St. Paul office. So kids can come in, sorry, no adults, <laughs> um, and we will we will buy candy back for a dollar a pound up to $5. But if adults want to drop off candy, and occasionally we get some other groups that come in and drop off candy, then we package the candy up and we send it to a, a group called Operation Gratitude. And they ship the candy abroad to our troops to use for their own enjoyment. And over the years, I've heard the story many times that when we were heavily involved in Iraq, the kid, the, the troops would give the candy to the kids, and the kids would tell the troops where the IEDs were so that they could be diffused and handled so that they weren't injured or lives lost. Wow. That is great. So you're not throwing away the candy, people, and the kids can bring their candy and get the five or yep. a dollar and, a pound. Yeah, and there'll be a big card they can sign to write little messages to our oh, troops abroad. Sweet. And that's it, a really, it's a lot of fun. It's a really sweet solution to the problem. So what do you guys give out at your home for um, Halloween? We usually try to give out, like, pencils or toys or things mm-hmm. along those lines. Um so that tends to be our our thing, and we we try to we try to decorate. You know, most years we've tried to decorate the house so that it's it's fun to see. Um, and then our kids go off and do um, visiting with friends, and and um, we'll do some trick or treating. But usually they don't actually get much in the way of candy. They'll bring along a small container, and then they don't go beyond that. Um, just because it's just it's such a massive amount of of candy, right? Right. That's available. Um, other ideas you have? Well, my first year in practice, we gave away toothbrushes. <laughs> oh, hey! And um, in the morning, when I the next morning when I left from work, we had I saw we had been egged. <laughs> oh, no. I was gonna say. Badly, badly. <laughs> so we give away candy <laughs> because I don't like cleaning up egg on my house. <laughs> I was gonna say. Oh, no. I think the kid going. Trick or treating in a toothbrush. I think it's a sweet idea. So, um, but you can do xylitol gum, or um, I've done chips in the other years, and I was wondering about like local honey sticks. You know, trying to create hmm. something that's. Um, you know, I, the some of the local stuff, depending on how it's packaged, people are pretty sensitive about. You know, they want prepackaged stuff yeah. that, that you know hasn't been been altered and is safe. So. We we just buy a bag of candy at Costco or Target or wherever we're shopping and just use that. Just but we do the little bars, you know, where you can have one, you know, brush and floss and it, it's like a it's bite not, size. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When we've when we have done candy, we usually do like a bite size version, um, and we make sure and have one um, container that's. Um, allergy free and then allergen free and then one that's right. because we peanut allergies have become quite ubiquitous at this yes, point. Yes, peanut and, allergies are very serious. Yeah, they can be really scary. Um, so, and your your doctor, do you have ideas of what's behind some of those dramatic increases in um, peanut allergies? Well, we see a big difference in the number of peanut allergies in the U.S. versus places like um, Israel. 
Um, and Israel is much safer about their peanut processing. In the U.S., they store peanuts for long periods in warehouses in large, you know, massive quantities. You have um, the formation of, you know, you have growth of some mold that produces a toxin called aflatoxin. We think that that may have something to do with um, sensitizing the body to some of those peanut proteins. Um, so there are some new um, kind of preventative treatments in the works. Um, one of them actually using an Israeli um, snack called Bamba. Have you heard about Bamba? Yes. Uh, Bamba is given to kids when they were very young, infants. And the, the thought is, and I don't know if there's, there's any scientific proof of it, but the thought is that it sensitizes the kids to peanuts. And that's one of the reasons why the peanut allergy um, in Israel is incredibly low. Hmm. Um, and you can get Bomba at, I think Trader Joe's has it. Yeah, Trader Joe's has Bomba. Yeah, and um, those are, I mean, I usually like to go to the co-ops and I like to, because I, I, I'm a believer in decentralized food systems because um, I, I, I just, I find that more livable than than trying to shop at these large stores. So I always want to look for the independence. Um, but um, but that's an interesting product because I've heard so many people talking about this dramatic rise in peanut allergies yeah, and what's actually sitting behind all that. And so this is the first time I've heard that it might be the way that we store and the dominant system processes peanuts. There are other countries that use peanuts all the time in all kinds of foods. Um, in Israel, it's very, very common to have peanut in With peanuts everything. In, yeah, all kinds of stuff. But the rate of allergy in um, Israel to, to peanuts is super low. That's fascinating. You're listening to Food Freedom Radio. We're going to take a break. We are live. Time for your calls, 952-946-6205. Any questions about sugar? Give us a call, 952-946-6205. When you need legal assistance, let the Hennepin County Bar Association help you find the right attorney. They have professional, experienced referral counselors who can connect you to vetted attorneys practicing in a wide variety of areas, including DUI, real estate, immigration, wills, injuries and accidents, and much more. Take the stress out of finding a lawyer. Call 612-752-6666 or search for Hennepin County Bar Association. The right call for the right lawyer. Tom Hartman here for All Energy Solar. One of the myths about solar is that you save more if you wait, but waiting to switch can actually cost you more. While tax rebates make solar affordable, those rebates are often limited and decrease over time. So when you wait, you risk losing some of the incentives that make solar so easy to afford today. And besides, the sooner you get your All Energy Solar system, the sooner you reduce or even eliminate that high electricity bill. Make the switch today at allenergysolar.com. If you're struggling with what to give someone for a holiday, birthday, welcome gift, or to say thank you, try an affordable, easy, and unique gift, a You Betcha box. What are they? Curated Minnesota gift boxes that include delicious Minnesota-made gourmet goodies. And with a name like You Betcha, you know it's local. You Betcha boxes are a real-world example of what we can achieve when we support and nurture one another. Featuring a variety of fun Minnesota-themed options, there is sure to be something for everyone. Every box also includes the Artisan Maker Profiles, your gift recipient will enjoy reading about these amazing award-winning products and the interesting stories of the Minnesotans behind them. You Betcha boxes are perfect for family and friends across the country and make great business gifts that will show your employees, co-workers, and clients your appreciation. Just go to YouBetchaBox.com and browse through the wide variety of local Minnesota-made gift boxes. Shipping is always included in the price. There is sure to be something that will leave a lasting impression. That's YouBetchaBox.com. Native Ritz Radio is proud to announce we've added an extra hour. Yeah, Chuchke, one hour goes by too fast. That's right, Uncle Curtis. I'll have extra time to share important information about our sacred animals. And report national and native news from all over the country and Canada. This new hour is sponsored by Robbins Kaplan LLP, dedicated to redefining excellence for high-stakes litigation representation in Indian country. Saturdays from 1 to 3 p.m. We are awake. Total Dog Company is the destination dog food and gear store on the west side of the Twin Cities with easy access off of 169. We have a growing group of loyal customers and increasing numbers of referrals from dog professionals and dog parents because we carry quality products, give sound advice, and are easy to do business with. Total Dog Company keeps up on the latest developments in dog nutrition and products. 
Find us in New Hope off of 169 at 9432 36th Avenue North and at TotalDogCompany.com. Try to see it my way. Do I have well, to keep Welcome back to Food Freedom Radio. Uh, I'm Laura Headline, a student of permaculture, a person who knows cheap food is not cheap, and someone who loves Halloween, but sugar can... There's a lot of problems with sugar, and that's what we're talking about today. And in studio with us are two experts from different perspectives, Dr. Rachel Rapaz and Dr. Uh, Dennis uh, Scott Shamblot. Um, again, welcome to Food Freedom Radio. And let's give us a little bit of your background and um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm a family medicine physician, and I work um, at HCMC through some of their clinics. My main clinic is at Brooklyn Park, uh, Brooklyn Park Clinic. And then I um, also work at Whittier Clinic in South Minneapolis and downtown at HCMC. Right. And then you graduated from the University of Minnesota? I graduated from Carleton College and then went to the University of Minnesota for med school and then did my residency at HCMC because I fell in love with the population and the, and the physicians there. So. Right. And I'm Scott Shamblot. Um, I own Shamblot Family Dentistry, uh, located in beautiful downtown Hopkins, and now in St. Paul in the Cathedral Hill area, Selby Dale. Uh, we opened our second office coming up on the one-year anniversary of that. Um, we're open six days a week, Monday through Saturday. Um, my kind of niche that, that we treat, we're, we're a family general dental practice, but a large segment of who I treat are people with, with dental fear, dental phobia, um, sometimes severe and almost debilitating levels of fear and phobia. And then we take care of a lot of people who have dental emergencies, um, who can't get into other clinics, uh, aren't comfortable at other clinics, need some a lot of treatment and a lot of expertise, and, and they come to see us. We'll get back to sugar, but I know I had one year that I had like cracked teeth and I had a lot of tooth problems after having a lifetime of not really having too many problems with my teeth. And it was a lot related to grinding of the teeth. So, in, Grinding of the teeth is incredibly destructive. Um, I almost see more damage on a regular basis from people who are clenching and grinding than from decay. Because teeth aren't meant to be in contact that often. Your teeth should only be in contact about 90 seconds during a 24-hour period, and that's when you're chewing food. So when there's no food in your mouth, you don't need to be open, you know, two or three inches. You just need to have your teeth not in contact. When your teeth are in contact like that, it puts tremendous stress and strain on a tooth. And if you do it on a tooth that's had a big filling, there's even less strength in the tooth and the teeth frequently crack and break, and, and you end up with the need for crowns and root canals and sometimes even extractions if it cracks a tooth too severely that I can't save it. And it's, it's very common, and it's maybe even increasing our teeth grinding? Yeah, it, it's mainly keyed off of stress. You know, stress, concentration, anxiety, this, that, and a million other things will, will definitely do it. And the more stress you have in your life, the more likely you are to clench and grind to deal with the pressures of stress. And once you've learned to deal with those pressures subconsciously, you can try all you want. You're not going to forget. Stress will kind of wax and wane as you go through life, and your clenching and grinding will wax and wane. So the, the best thing you can do for clenching and grinding is to wear a night guard and not try and time it. Just wear a night guard every single night. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, the, any damage to your teeth will be very much on the minimal side. Mm. Okay, let's get back to Halloween because that's coming up this week. And uh, tell us again about how your Halloween uh, candy buyback. So the Halloween candy buyback, it's at both the St. Paul and Hopkins offices. It's on Saturday, November 2nd from 9 a.m. to noon. Kids can come in and we will buy candy back from them for a dollar a pound up to a $5 maximum. Um, and then we send the candy to Operation Gratitude that sends it to our troops abroad uh, for their use, either sharing it with local communities or maybe some for their own personal enjoyment. Um, and the kids can fill out little cards and stuff, and it, it's really a fun activity. Cool. So I want to talk about what's wrong with sugar, and um, there's a, a book out called Sugar Salts Fat, and it says that sugar really exploits the biology of the child. Um, it's like we're hardwired for sweets, um, so it's almost an addictive type thing. Do you want to talk about that, Rachel? So hundreds of years ago, there was there was only really harvest certain times of year, so your body was designed to take advantage of those um, high 
sugar foods when they were available. So if you were, you know, a, a prehistoric person or somebody in, in, you know, several hundred years ago, you'd come across a plum tree and you would <laughs> eat as many plums as you could. And then it would make you sleepy and you'd fall asleep under the plum tree and you'd wake up under the plum tree and you'd eat more plums. And then you'd fall asleep under the, you know, and you'd repeat and then during the winter, you would be going through and using the fat that you had stored from um, eating so much during that harvest period. And usually by the end of winter, you'd kind of barely be making it through. And then you'd get to the time of year when green things were starting to come up from the ground and you'd eat from those and then you'd move through the, the harvest season again. Um, so our bodies are very much designed to... Um, eat foods, you know, to be attracted to foods that are high yield for us in that kind of a situation. We live in a society where the cheapest foods are very high carbohydrate, very simple sugar types of foods, and where they put hidden sugars into all kinds of foods where you wouldn't think that those foods would need those those extra sugars. They put a tremendous amount of sugar into tomato sauces. They put sugars into everything. Uh, breads, everything. It's just ubiquitous at this point. Um and our bodies aren't really designed for that. That you know, the companies do it because they know that it's going to trigger your body to eat more. Um, restaurants target that because they know that if they give you a high simple sugar kind of a um, appetizer, like a big old, you know, bucket of bread, you know, or some more chips, your body is going to you're going to order more food, um, and you're going to eat more than you had planned. Because that's the way your brain is hardwired. You encounter this plum tree, eat all the plums you can, fall asleep, eat more plums. So even when they serve the bread at the uh, table, um, that actually stimulates the appetite. Absolutely. That's... Absolutely. The, the addiction to sugar is it, – it's not quite to the point of, you know, hardcore illicit drugs, but it, it it's approaching that. I mean, so I, I'm assuming most people have done this. It's not just me. You know, you, you get a new pack of Oreos. You know, you want one or two. Pretty soon you've eaten the whole row because it's hard to stop. It's really hard to stop. Sugar's addicting. Um, there's a study out last month from uh, published by um, Harvard um, School of Public Health, and it said that uh, low-quality carbs account for 42% of the day's calories. And they, they looked at the diets of almost 50,000. I would 50, have guessed 000. a higher number than that. Yeah. I'm thinking the population that I see, probably a much higher number. But I'm I'm working no. with a lot of patients that are very low income and who are living in food deserts. So when your, your local source for food – um, is one where there's, you know, almost all carbohydrate, you know, shelf-stable kinds of foods. That's what kids are going to be eating. And that's what parents are going to be buying because they can afford to. You can afford it. And if you're hungry and you've got $2, chips are, you know, you, they give you a lot of calories for $2 as opposed to uh, fruits and vegetables, which one thing that we've talked about a lot here on Food Freedom Radio is, why do we, as a whole, why um, the, the farm programs are set up for the cheap food system instead of making fruits and vegetables more affordable and accessible? And then we would save money on health care <laughs> if we had, uh, if, you know, that that we need a completely different food system. Um, I mean, clearly, low-quality carbohydrates from refined grains, starchy vegetables, and added sugars account for 42% of the typical American's diet, where, and whereas high-quality carbs from whole grains, whole fruits, uh, about 90%. Just doesn't make any sense. We need to flip them. We need to yeah, flip them. We need to flip, flip it. So you're listening to Food Freedom Radio. A time for your calls: nine five two nine four six six two zero five. Any questions about sugar and Halloween? The Audubon Center of the Northwoods on Grindstone Lake, west of Sandstone, offers a great variety of environmental learning experiences for people of all ages running year-round. But did you know you can book your own event here at the center? Check out our lakeside dining hall and the variety of lodging and meeting accommodations available. Visit us on the web at audubon-center.org or call 320-245-ACNW. The Audubon Center of the Northwoods. 
Hi, I'm Matt McNeil, and I want to encourage you to join me weekday afternoons at 3 p.m. for The Matt McNeil Show. It's a Twin Cities-based full hour of talk where we discuss what's going on in the state and in the nation from a Minnesota perspective. We'll be joined by a lot of great guests, and we'll take your phone calls. Interact with us on the Twitter page, at Matt McNeil Show, the Facebook page, Progressive Citizen X, The Matt McNeil Show, and on email, comment at am950radio.com. The Matt McNeil Show, weekday afternoons at 3, right here on AM 950. Seward Co-op, serving the community for nearly 45 years, invites you to shop their two convenient locations, both offering the strong commitment to local producers and healthy foods you've come to expect. Seward focuses on locally grown and raised products, fair trade, and environmental sustainability. Shop their selection of meats, artisan cheeses, and house-made baked goods. Find Seward at 2823 East Franklin Avenue or the Friendship Store on 38th Street and 3rd Avenue in Minneapolis. More at seward.coo. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us by opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests. We'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. This is Chad, owner of AM 950. Our station has worked with Barbara from WYSIWYG Web Design for years on everything from logo to print design and especially for developing our website. She does great work and is great to work with listening to what our goals and design ideas were while offering new, innovative ideas to create the website we are proud of today. Barbara made sure she understood our station, our goals, and our mission before she started working on our site and made suggestions to help control the cost. Plus, she's friendly, which set us at ease. I recommend Barbara at WYSIWYG Web Design because I know she will deliver an attractive, professional website within the budget you have. She is a local independent business that specializes in helping other local businesses achieve their website and design goals. She can work with nearly any budget and create anything from simple sites to robust custom functionality. To find out more about the company AM950 Trust, go to WYSIWYGWebDesign.com. Spelled out just like it sounds, WYSIWYGWebDesign.com. With your AM950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Today's going to be sunny with a high near 56. Tonight, there's increasing clouds, low around 37. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high near 43. Monday, partly sunny with a high near 38. And Tuesday, partly sunny with a high near 38. The Eat Local Minnesota restaurant of the week is the Downtowner Woodfire Grill. The Downtowner is the perfect choice for breakfast, lunch, and dinner seven days a week. Once you experience their cozy fireside dining, delicious food, and extensive wine list, you'll be back for more. Come visit them at 253 West 7th Street in St. Paul. More info at downtownerwoodfire.com. Welcome back to Food Freedom Radio. I'm Laura Hedlund, and we're talking um, all things Halloween and sugar and sweets. Um, in studio with us is Dr. Rapaz, uh, Rachel Rapaz and Dr. Scott Chamblat. Chamblat. Um, hi, and you wanted to, um, your hours. Yes, I, I misspoke earlier. The hours for the ha- Halloween candy buyback um, are 9 to noon at the Hopkins office, and then 1 to 3 in the St. Paul office, both on Saturday, November 2nd. Okay, awesome. And then how does that work again, the Halloween cut? Kids come in, and we buy candy back from them for a dollar a pound up to $5, and then we package it off and send it to um, Operation Gratitude, where it's distributed to our troops abroad. And then students can, the kids can also sign the cards. Yep, so it's, there'll it's, be a big card that kids can yeah play with and you know write little messages or draw pictures or whatever they want to do. Beautiful. It's a nice, nice solution. Um, and so then also you want to get in that um, it's, it's important to use your insurance dollars before the end of the year. How does that work? Yeah. For most insurance policies, they dental insurance policies, they, they end – they have a 12-month period that they run. And most of them end on December 31st and then they reset on January 1. Now, the way the policies are written – if any benefit that is not used is lost, and that means the insurance company, whether it be Delta, Health Partners, Met, Cigna, whoever, they get to keep your money. You've paid for the benefit, and now you've lost the benefit. You've just com- uh, you've contributed to the company's profit margin instead of to your own well-being. So I strongly, strongly encourage everybody, if you have insurance benefit remaining or you think you have insurance benefit remaining, call the office, you know – 
talk to the, the people at the front desk, find out what you've got remaining and, and get in. Because as it gets closer to the end of the year, dental offices get pretty busy because everybody's trying to do that. And if you wait until, you know, the day after Christmas to try it and get in and use your insurance benefit, there's a good chance you're not going to be able to do it. Right. So plan ahead. We've got, you know, two full months, you know, get in, use the insurance benefit that you've paid for. And then what's flex spending? Um, so flex spending is a benefit where you set aside um, a certain amount of what would normally have been paid to you um, pre-tax, and you can use that specifically for medically indicated um, things that can be used for things like dental care if you don't have dental insurance, or even yep. if you do have dental insurance but it doesn't cover everything. To cover the copay. To cover the copays um, or, you know, help out with some of the um, additional costs, say it covers, you know, 80% of something, and then you're paying a certain percentage depending on your, your dental insurance. Um, it can also cover other, like, medically indicated therapies, um, you know, acupuncture or, or, you know, things along those lines. Um, glasses are another common thing. Um, so flex spending in, in folks who don't have insurance and folks who do have insurance, um, but it doesn't have complete coverage, which many dental insurances do not no, it's offer very rare. complete coverage. It's pretty rare to find one. Um, you can usually use your flex spending to cover that additional piece. Sometimes they're referred to as health savings accounts or HSAs, or in the past, they used to be called cafeteria plans. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, and so uh, um, let's get back to sugar. Um, so and why is sugar bad for you? Um, one of the reasons it's bad for you is because it's empty calories. So what does that mean? Um, it's not something that's being used. It's it's something that's designed for use as, as energy more than use in building tissues. Um, so your body uses proteins, breaks them down into amino acids, and can use those as building blocks for um, for your body. Um, fats can be used for cell membranes um, in your body. Um, sugars are mostly just used for kind of fast energy. Um, and frankly, our lifestyle most of the time in the U.S. right now, especially as we're headed into the colder months, is more sedentary than it ought to be. Um, so we don't have as much need for those um, kind of fast-acting um, energy sources. Um, so. Yeah, and it says like the uh, average adult consumes about 308 calories from added sugars per day, um, and the Heart, Heart, Associ Heart Association recommends about 100 calories for um, from added sugar. So it's such a big part of our diet. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're eating this, you're consuming the calories, and it, it's really not doing anything for your body. Right, and so then obviously the weight gain issues around sugar are intense. Um, so why does sugar make us gain weight? Um, in a lot of people, a lot of folks uh, nowadays are, are fairly insulin resistant. So in order for sugar to get into your cells, it has to hold the hand of in insulin molecule, um, which is made by your pancreas. And the insulin is kind of the key to the door that gets it into the cell. Um, but being in a... Um, a society where there's just so much sugar all of the time, and sometimes for genetic reasons as well, many people um, are their cells are have a hard time seeing that insulin. So then their body overshoots to making more insulin, um, and then that high insulin level ends up, you know, pushing too much sugar into the cells, drops your blood sugar, and then you get another wave of hunger, which makes you eat much more high carb foods, and your sugars rise too much, and then you follow that, you know, really, really high sugar, really low sugar wave, and that can eventually lead to prediabetes and diabetes, which is not fantastic. Well, I remember hearing that juvenile diabetes was almost um, unheard of. Um, so juvenile diabetes is a whole different animal. Okay. That is absolutely not caused by um, eating high-carbohydrate foods. And juvenile diabetes is an autoimmune um, problem where for some reason there's a trigger, whether it's a viral trigger or, or something that happens to that child where their own immune system attacks the islet cells that make the insulin. And um, that when you destroy those islet cells that make the insulin, then you need to give that child um, exogenous insulin. So you give, give that child an injected insulin to be able to manage their blood sugars. 
So that's a completely different thing. Um, juvenile diabetes is type 1. Um, however, we are seeing a lot of kids end up with type 2 diabetes, which we used to call adult-onset diabetes. I've seen in my clinic many, many, many 6-year-olds, 8-year-olds, 12-year-olds with prediabetes. I think the youngest person I've diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, which is one that does you do get an increase in, in incidence of that with eating lots of high-carb foods and also with genetic predisposition for that, um, I think was like 12 or 13 which wow. that used That's to be really unheard sad. of. We did not. I want to. I want to get back much. to more of that. But right now, we do have a caller, Faith from Bloomington, and you want to ask about or talk about fun and healthy Halloween. Welcome, welcome to Food Freedom Radio. Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you for calling. Hey, yes, I am just um, questioning. So I am a mother of some kids and stuff, and I don't want to deprive them. I totally get the holiday. I love Halloween. I love the candy, but. Um, is there anything, we do go to the dentist, um, we do the fluorides, we do all that stuff. Is there anything else, like, that you think during the week, you know, off and on that we could help our kids with? Is there mouth rinses for kids? Is there something else? You know, I'm going to let them have candy every now and then. So just asking, you know, well, is there something else out there maybe I could do for them? Yeah, I love this question because I, I still wonder if we can't kind of switch Halloween to make it a more fun and healthy because I, I do love the community. Right. So what are your yeah. uh, and I loved Halloween as a kid too. So <laughs> definitely, I just want to know: is there anything? I don't want to be that mom that you know, <laughs> the house that gets egg, like Dr. Shamblot's house. Yeah, it, it, it's no either, fun so. to have to clean that up. <laughs> <laughs> so exactly, those who didn't catch the beginning, um, his first year, you, you gave out toothbrushes, and, the and, kids and I paid a price. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, I'm going to avoid that one. That was good advice. So I'm going to hang up and just listen, but thanks for my call. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, so it, it gets back to the, I mean, if you let your kids eat some candy, you know, and then you have them brush and floss, and if you need to supervise them brushing and flossing to make sure that it's happening, that that is that is more than okay. And especially with little kids. When when my daughter, Rachel, who everybody's seen on, on TV, um, when she was young, she didn't want to brush and floss her teeth. I mean, so we had to help her. And there were times it was almost like putting her in a headlock to get it done. And I kept expecting the police to break down the door any minute that I was abusing my poor daughter, make, brushing and flossing her teeth. But you, you have to get it done and then adding fluoride to your diet. Most of the water in the Twin Cities, the, the city municipal water, has fluoride in it. But having a little extra fluoride, especially if you eat lots of cavities, your brushing and flossing is not so great, a little extra fluoride will make a tremendous difference. And the easiest way to add that is ACT Fluoride Rinse, which you can find at any grocery store, drugstore. You know, use that once to twice a day. Make sure you're not swallowing it. Keep it away from little kids because it could be dangerous for them. But use it per the instructions. It will make a tremendous difference. Fluoride is like armor plating to prevent decay. The more fluoride you have within reason, um, the less likely you are to get decay. And there's some good stuff for ki for younger kids that um, some of those nicer, those rinses, do you recommend those for Absolutely. five, six, seven-year-olds? Yep, as, as long as you can make sure that they're going to spit it out and not going to swallow it. Um, if you think they're going to swallow it, then don't give it to them. Okay. It, it's too much fluoride, especially on a little one, can cause some real big problems. And you don't want to go down that road. We've been, um, we've been doing um, fluoride varnish. At yes. our well child checks. So most, many clinics will have that available as they're, you know, you're doing your vaccines and all those things. And then they'll do, they'll paint on a fluoride varnish that stays on there temporarily and gets absorbed into the tooth's um, enamel. Um, and those are pretty effective as I understand yeah, as well. We, it, it used to be when you'd come in for a cleaning, at the end of the cleaning, you'd get trays with fluoride foam or gel in them mm -hmm. and that would absorb in. But we've, over the years, we've discovered the, the varnish that, the Dr. Rachel was talking about is easier. It's more effective. It's it, it's more it's a more pleasant experience. You, you can get varnish on just about any little little guy or girl, um, and it it works great. So it's super easy to use. It's super effective. Um, it's relatively inexpensive, um, and the benefits from it are just tremendous. So before the call, we started talking about diabetes and the growing problem of diabetes. Because I think I've heard a statistic, and I don't have it in front of me, but it might be as many as one in three if we keep on this trajectory. There's, it's, is it a growing problem, diabetes, in 
um, there's a in our very very high incidence of diabetes. I um, I was noticing the other day um, that probably half the patients I was seeing in clinic that day that I had um, had diabetes or pre-diabetes. Um, so it is a big problem, but it's it's not just a this is this is not a blame game kind of a thing for the the patients. Um, many of the patients that I'm working with um, have very low incomes. They're struggling to put food on the table, and the foods that are available um, readily in the places where they're living and that they are affordable to them tend to be ones that are high sugar and high carb. And if you have a choice of not putting food on your table or putting food on your table that might not be fantastic for you, I mean, you're going to you're going to do what you have to do to get by. Well, and I think um, I am really tired of this whole blame and shame culture that we have and that we're looking at the individuals instead of looking at the whole. And so we're um, the Center for Spirituality and Healing is going to have this guy coming in, Otto um, Schwammer, who is talking about moving from egocentric to ecocentric um, behavior. So how do we look at the whole system? And again, why are we producing, why, why are fruits and vegetables so expensive and the unhealthy food so cheap i mean and how do we how do we switch that around um and we would save healthcare dollars and dental dollars um and and help everyone if we were able to make that transformation so you're listening to food freedom radio um we'll be back we're talking about halloween and sugar and still time for your calls 952-946-6205 in the garden of the Audubon Centre of the Northwoods on Grindstone Lake west of Sandstone offers a great variety of environmental learning experiences for people of all ages running year-round. But did you know you can book your own event here at the centre? Check out our lakeside dining hall and the variety of lodging and meeting accommodations available. Visit us on the web at audubon-centre.org or call 320-245-ACNW. The Audubon Centre of the Northwoods. Hi, this is Ken Hagland, host of Living Healthy and Aging Well, inviting you to listen to our new show airing on Saturdays from noon to one, where we talk about your health and your life and provide insights to living and aging well. Each week, we provide answers to important questions regarding health care, elder care, end-of-life care, and caregiver support to help you and your loved ones plan for the future and enjoy your highest quality of life today. Please join us every Saturday from noon to one for Living Healthy and Aging Well. If you're struggling with what to give someone for a holiday, birthday, welcome gift, or to say thank you, try an affordable, easy, and unique gift, a You Betcha box. What are they? Curated Minnesota gift boxes that include delicious Minnesota-made gourmet goodies. And with a name like You Betcha, you know it's local. You Betcha boxes are a real-world example of what we can achieve when we support and nurture one another. Featuring a variety of fun Minnesota-themed options, there is sure to be something for everyone. Every box also includes the Artisan Maker Profiles, your gift recipient will enjoy reading about these amazing award-winning products and the interesting stories of the Minnesotans behind them. You Betcha boxes are perfect for family and friends across the country and make great business gifts that will show your employees, co-workers, and clients your appreciation. Just go to YouBetchaBox.com and browse through the wide variety of local Minnesota-made gift boxes. Shipping is always included in the price. There is sure to be something that will leave a lasting impression. That's YouBetchaBox.com. I'm Connie Burek, co-host of Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show. Join Michelle Kitzmiller and I as we focus on all aspects of health, wellness, spirituality, and growth from a mind, body, spirit, emotion perspective. On the Awakened Living Radio Show, we will discuss stress, self-care, fear, happiness, beliefs, communication, joy, pain, trauma, and more. Join us for the Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show Saturdays at 10 a.m. Let us share with you ways to infuse vitality into life. I'm John Peterson of Ferndale Market, and I'm the third generation to grow turkeys on our family farm in Cannon Falls. We've grown them the same way since 1939, free range and without antibiotics. We're proud of the way our turkey tastes naturally, so we never add fillers or basting solutions, just 100% pure turkey. And we're proud to remain an independent family farm. Looking for an extra special addition to this year's Thanksgiving feast? Our fresh, never-frozen turkeys remove the hassle of thawing and can be picked up just days before your celebration. Available at natural food stores across the region. Reserve your fresh, free-range Thanksgiving turkey for pickup at our store right on our farm in scenic Cannon Falls or at one of our retail partners. 
For more information on finding our Ferndale Market Thanksgiving turkey near you, visit us at ferndalemarket.com. That's ferndalemarket.com. Thank you for your support of local foods and farmers. We'll hope to see you at Ferndale Market soon. ferndalemarket.com. So welcome back to Food Freedom Radio, where we plan to nourish the seeds of change. I'm Laura Headline, a student of permaculture, a person who knows cheap food is not cheap. Why are fruits and vegetables more expensive than the healthy and food? <laughs> we got to figure that one out. Uh, someone who loves Halloween, and so we've been talking all things sugar. Um, in studio with us is Dr. Rachel Rapaz and Dr. Scott Chamblot. And um, one thing we were talking about is is encouraging young people to brush teeth. And that doesn't go away even when they enter the double digits. <laughs> no. It, one thing that, that I see frequently in the office is when little kids come in, um, hopefully mom and dad are, are, are helping them, you know, the little kids brushing, and then, you know, mom and dad are checking in air quotes um, and rebrushing and reflossing to make sure that an adequate job has been done. But by the time, you know, you get to the teenage years, your kids aren't going to let you do that. that. That's just a fact of life. And so most teens are left to their own devices and, you know, parents just kind of assume that it's being done properly. And sometimes it is and frequently it's not. Um, so usually when teens come in, if people are going to have cavities, we find them during the teenage years. Um, and, you know, you've got all your permanent teeth, all the baby teeth are gone, so the ones you've got, they're with you for the duration. And once you get a cavity, you know, we, get, we put a filling in there to seal that up. Fillings and everything we do, nothing lasts forever. Everything is going to have to be replaced at some point in your life. And when that small filling finally decays and needs to be replaced, now you have to put a bigger filling in. And then when that one fails, it's, it's a bigger filling. And now you may be looking at a crown or maybe a root canal. So we call it the restorative cycle. So once you start on the restorative cycle, you, you, you can't get off. It, it's a one-way train. The object is to slow it down as much as possible through really diligent brushing and flossing and coming in and getting your teeth professionally cleaned and examined x-rays and the whole nine yards. Um, so the later you can avoid getting on the restorative train or even prevent it altogether, the better off you're going to be. And it, it's also going to save you a lot of money. <laughs> Dentistry is not inexpensive. Um, and, and most dental issues, with the exception of the stuff from clenching and grinding that we discussed earlier, um, are preventable. You just have to have really good brushing and flossing and be very diligent about it. And talk about the connection between dental care and overall health, especially in um, underserved communities. So, um, especially in underserved communities, dental, um, poor dental care can lead to um, a lot of other problems you can end up with. Um, preterm labor because of gum disease or um, tooth decay. Um, and, you know, we think that that, you know, may have some kind of an, you know, inflammatory, you know, kind of stress tie in there. But we know that when we provide good dental care for pregnant individuals, um, they tend to have more term births and better outcomes. Um, certainly poor dental care can lead to um, problems with, you know, like endocarditis. So those same bacteria that can affect your teeth can affect things like um, heart valves. Um, so dental care does tie in um, to more systems in your body. When people are having bone surgeries, often they'll want to make sure that their um, their dental health is optimized as much as possible before doing those surgeries because, again, you can seed those, you know, open areas of bone where you've done a bone surgery with some of the bacteria that are in circulation, you know, from the bacteria that are causing that gum disease and tooth decay. Um, so you don't really think about tooth decay and gum disease as being systemic issues, but they very, very much are. Um, I actually, I know you're seeing mostly tooth decay in teenagers. In in our clinics, we often see pretty severe tooth decay in um, in toddlers and 
kids with, you know, complete sets of crowns or um, multiple teeth extracted where the kids are having to go under anesthesia um, in order to do the level of dental restoration that needs to be done. Um, and we think that a lot of that has to do with um, the, you know, poor dietary sources and misperceptions as to, you know, if if you're watching ads that say, oh, you know, quick chocolate, you know, chocolate powder mixed with your milk or whatever is going to add all these vitamins and nutrients and all that stuff. Um, kids will get that given to them by their parents, um, and then they'll end up with lots of tooth decay, or the foods that are cheapest are the ones that are very, very high sugar. And so I'm seeing tooth decay in kids that are nine months old, 18 months old, and needing massive um extractions done. One of the other areas is, it's called baby bottle decay, where you put your kid to bed with uh, with milk in their bottle, and they sip it all night long, and you're just, just bathing the teeth in sugar, and then the bacteria come in and do their thing and excrete their acid, and it just makes holes in their teeth, and it's incredibly sad. So if, you're, if you've got a baby and you're putting your baby to bed with a bottle, it should be with water. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I even see parents giving babies bottles of juice and having them, and not even babies, toddlers, we're talking two-year-olds, three-year-olds, walking around with a baby bottle of juice or of some kind of a, you know, drink that isn't even juice or milk or chocolate milk or strawberry milk and sipping on that all, all day long. And if you turn a, a baby bottle upside down, it's going to continue to drip and drip and drip. And the place where that ends up collecting when they're lying down is right behind those front teeth. Yep. And when you have something acidic in your mouth, your saliva neutralizes the acid over time, but it can take anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes to completely neutralize that acid. So if you've just had a drink and, you know, your saliva starts neutralizing the acid and 10 minutes later you have another drink. Now the process is starting over again. And now your, your teeth have had a continual bath of acid for as long as you've been sipping on that. And your, your saliva just can't overcome that. Wow. I mean, we're down to the last minute, and I wanted to actually get into that. You should actually consult your dentist before you go on a diet, which is kind of a fascinating topic. I know that might be kind of uh, a big topic to end here on, but uh, I want to thank you both for being here, Dr. Rachel Rapaz and uh, Dr. Scott Chamblatt. So give us information about how people can find you, and if you want to just throw on why you'd want to consult with a dentist before you go on a diet. Um, well, Shamblot Family Dentistry is located in, in Hopkins and in St. Paul. In St. Paul, it's in the Selby Dale, Cathedral Hill area. Um, you can go on my website, shamblotfamilydentistry.com or fixmyteeth.us. Um, our phone number is 1-800-FIX-MY-TEETH. And, you know, in, in terms of why, why you need to consult with your dentist, you know, depending on what, what you're eating, you know, y- you can create more problems than you're trying to solve. And, you know, if you want to lose weight, great, but let's do it smart and so you're not hurting something while you're helping something. Yeah. Doing it in healthy and sustainable ways is really important. Absolutely. Awesome. And it's like eating fruits and vegetables. It's not really all that complex and complex grains and not... Foods that your great-great-grandmother would recognize as food or what you're aiming for. Awesome. So things with a giant ingredient list just probably not really food. <laughs> thank you so much and thank you for listening. 